Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So, we are in a series. We've been in a series now. I don't know. Yeah, this is week six. Titled Seeking His Glory. Seeking His Glory. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that. King's kids are dismissed. Nurseries open down the hallway. Seeking His Glory. I had it in my notes, but you know, sometimes you just don't really look. And we have been discovering how to see the glory of God manifested in our lives. Anybody want that? Come on now. We, we, need, we need to have the glory of God manifested through us in our lives. And this, this series is helping us do that. And the manifest presence of God has, has many benefits, many benefits for us and for people around us because it's going to make us joyful. <laughs> Amen. It's going to make us joyful. We, we talked about this youth group. It's going to give us rest. The presence of God, it's going to heal our bodies. Uh, and we're going to be a great witness for Jesus. Come on. When we walk with the manifest presence of God. And people need to see the reality of God. Amen? People need to see it. People in the world, if, you, if you're a Christian here today, you're already in the kingdom. Amen? But the world needs to see the reality of our Father. The world needs to see the reality of our good God. It doesn't need to see more fake hypocrisy in religion. Come on now. It's way, the world is waiting to see God manifested from his children. And so we will be a great witness when God is actually being manifested in our lives, right? Right? God is being manifested through us. And people will say, woo, come on. They see something different about us. You know, we don't want to be the religious Pharisees. We just talked about in the offering, the religious Pharisees were all about just a facade, just a, just a, a, a putting on a mask, being the religious person, as there are many today that are very religious. And they'll walk down in robes with big hats and they'll be very religious. No, 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 we don't need that. (laughs) Hello? No, we need the reality of God in our lives. We need the real deal. Real. God is as real as it gets. You're not going to get more real than God. So when God is showing up in our lives and through our lives and we're manifesting God in our lives, ooh, glory. (laughs) Because we're manifesting the realness of our Father. Come on. The realness of our great God. The real deal. Not the, the, as we've been focusing for weeks now, on authenticity. And we want authenticity. Amen. 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 And we're going to get in some more of that today. You know, who knows? <laughs> who knows what will end up happening, right? But we're going, to, we're going to look at the Word. You want to look at the Word? I want, I want the Word. The Word will keep us on the right path, right? The Word will, you know, a lot of times people, usually what happens is people get off on one, one way or the other, right? You got to have the Word and the Spirit. And a lot of, a lot of times you, you, you get the religious person like the Pharisees who just have word. They have no spirit. And that just becomes religion. 
And then you get the other side, and, and, and I've, been in, uh, I've been in Pentecostal charismatic circles most of my, most of my Christian life, right? And, and, and you got to have both. you got to have both. Come on. If you get too far off in the spirit, and it's all about spirit, 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 usually they get weird yeah. and flaky. And you're like, you need some word. <laughs> Come on now. Either you get the weird and flaky if it's all spirit, or you get the religious if it's all word. And you got to combine those two. Because when you get the word and the spirit, you actually manifest God. Because God is a spirit. We need spirit. Amen. But you got to have the word with that. Because the word keeps us on the right track. And we, we, don't, we don't get off on weird tracks and weird roads and flaky things. Oh man, if you want to see flaky things, just go on Facebook for a while. Amen. There's so many flaky Christians on Facebook. You're like, I mean, every day I see something like, are you kidding me? I mean, every day. It's like, I turn it on. Good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? Because... People often are not really grounded in the word. And they are just trying to feel it. They are just trying to go with what they feel and, and what they think and, and what they think about God. And, and so often it doesn't agree with God's word at all. <laughs> One of my minister friends on there on Facebook, he just put it on again. He said, well, he said, today's... Facebook false doctrines. And he listed like five of them. He said, I was just going through Facebook. These are five false doctrines being taught today on my Facebook feed, right? And his Facebook feed. And, and he actually knows the word. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, when you actually know the word, you're like, whoa, what is that? Come on. We, we, we want to know the word, amen? We, we should want the word. I'm just getting off on all kinds of rabbit, goat trails already. <laughs> Call them rabbit trails, goat trails. Glory, we, 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 we've been defining glory and we don't want to forget what glory is. In, in the Hebrew, kavod is the Hebrew word for glory. It literally means weight. And when God shows up with his glory, it's heavy. In fact, the glory of God is everything that he is, right? It, Moses wanted to see the glory of God, and, and, and God said, well, you can see my back. That's it. Because what happens if we, if, we, if we see the glory, all the glory of God, we're dead. <laughs> We'd be dead in this flesh, right? In heaven, we can, we, we'll, I think we'll be able to stand the presence of God and stand in the presence of God because now we got our spirit bodies. Come on. We're, we're glorified bodies just as Jesus has. And Jesus walked through walls, right? When he came back after his death, he, he, when he was resurrected, he walked through walls and we're going to be able to do that. So when we're in the presence of God in our spirit bodies, come on, our glorified spirit bodies, we'll, we won't die. But right now, if God shows up with all his glory, we did. Because God's glory is, woo, it's all that God is. So God can show up in our lives with great glory, but, but he can only give us so much at a time. <laughs> Come on now. You know, we saw a glory cloud in here a few weeks ago. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a sign of, of God manifesting his glory. We don't need to see anything, amen? 
That, that, that's, a, that's a point we have to cover over and over again in this series. We're not seeking to see something in, in the natural realm, right? Our eyes, if we see a glory cloud, if we see an angel, praise God. God let us see into the spirit realm. And that's, that's wonderful. I've done both. But I, 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 that's not what it's about, amen? I, I've met Christians that, that, that are seeking angels, and they're seeking to hear, talk to angels and hear from angels. And I'm like, you're off. You're getting flaky and weird. And that goes again, what I was just saying. You got to have the word in the spirit. Amen. Praise God. And so often people get off in the spirit and they get weird. And, and they want us to talk to an angel. No, 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 no. No. God, if God manifests or, or the manifest, a glory manifestation of an angel shows up as, as many times in the word they did, right? Even, even to Mary, when, 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 they, when they told her, you're going to have Jesus, right? The glory, the glory of God was manifest as an angel showed up. But Mary can't make an angel show up. We can't make an angel be seen, even though I believe there are angels here right now. Amen? I know I got one. Uh, come on. <laughs> Ooh, glory. I got a big angel watching over me. I believe all believers have at least one angel over them all time. Come on. God protects his children. Amen. But we never have to see our angel. The Bible does say we're going to judge the angels in Hebrews. You know, I don't know exactly what that means, but I got a feeling, you know, it's going to be like we're going to have a rerun in heaven of what happened. The angel wasn't doing his job. <laughs> we're like, what? You, you missed me when I fell. <laughs> you didn't push the car over when I got in that accident. You, you were sitting right there. Just give it a little shove. Come on. <laughs> but we're talking about glory, the glory of God, manifestations of glory. That's the title today. Manifestations of glory. And we're talking about the heaviness of God. Man, this, that's why this subject is very heavy. Very heavy. So we are going to look at John 14, 21 again. You should know this by heart by now, right? Six weeks of it. Well, of course, we've read it before, but six weeks straight. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. The manifest, come on, manifestation of God in our lives. Glory. If we don't do what Jesus said to do, come on, we really don't love him. I mean, you can't make it more plain, right? You can't make it more plain than that. That's why I love, I love about Jesus' words. Jesus' teaching is plain, right? I mean, it's plain. You cannot love Jesus and not do what he says. Right? He who has my commands and keeps them, it is he who loves me. Come on. You find a true lover of God when you find someone doing Jesus' words, right? We, 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 a lot of people love something else, right? They love money, they love golf, they love cars, they love houses. Come on now. There are many people who just like Jesus. They like him. <laughs> Come on. They don't want to change anything in their lives. Have you met a few? Right? They don't want to change anything. They don't want to do anything he said. They, they, they just want God to show up in their lives when they need him, right? When they have a problem. 
Oh God, oh God, show up now, show up now, I got a problem. Come on now. But they wouldn't do what Jesus said for 52 years. And then they, oh God, show up now, show up now. Oh boy, we could go along down that path, couldn't we? But God needs all of our love placed on him. First place, as we say, God's got to be first place. We don't put anything ahead of God. Nothing goes ahead of God. Amen. That's from beginning to end in the Bible. God has to be in first place. First place, right? Some people put their family ahead of God. Come on, even Christians, they put their family. No, you don't put their family ahead of God. You put God first. God is first. Now, it is excellent, right, and godly to, to love our family. Come on. But truly, and Jesus said it, right, loving our family more than God is sin. That's sin against God. You put, you put any, anything, anybody, anything above him, it's sin. Hello? He's got to be first. Well, you know, I got I to gotta go to this. I got to go to that. I got my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids. And God's saying, what about me? Hello? People don't like to hear that. But that's Bible. Come on now. If we truly love Jesus, right? The, the first key to the manifest presence of God is that we truly love him. Come on. We have real, authentic love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Authenticity, we talked about it for weeks. We actually love the real Jesus, not the fake Jesus, not the fluffy Jesus, not the false Jesus as portrayed in all kinds of TV shows and movies, right? The false Jesus. No, we love the real Jesus. We love the real Lord. Come on. The King of kings and Lord of lords, the one that died for us. Come on. The one that spoke in the book of Revelation, we love him. The one that was stern and harsh in the book of Revelation, we love him. <laughs> I love my Jesus and I'll, I'll, I'll take any of his words. I'll receive the biggest rebuke in the history of the world if I need it from Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'll be happy to receive it. I'll be happy to get disciplined. I'll be happy to receive correction from Jesus. Come on. We got to love the real Jesus. And our love needs to be real enough. We actually do what Jesus said. Right? True love for Jesus results in action for Jesus. That's why I say all the time, you, you find a true lover of God when you find someone actually doing Jesus, the words of Jesus. That's a real lover of God. A lot of people can put on acts and, and be hip hypocrites and put on faces for a long time. But you find someone actually doing the word, doing what Jesus said, you have found a real lover of God. Come on now. And Jesus is going to manifest to those that truly love him. He said it. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. I said Glory. Glory. The people in the temple said, glory. glory. <laughs> Let's look at John 11 again. Remember, we're talking about glory. 
We're, taught, we're learning how to manifest the glory of God. We're learning how to soak in the presence of God. Ooh, we're learning a lot. John eleven thirty eight. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. This is the raising of Lazarus from the dead. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Mm. Remember, these are the words of Jesus here, amen? These are the words of Jesus. If you would believe, you would see the glory. This is another key to the manifestation of God's glory. We got to believe to see the manifestation of God's glory, which we say like we got to be full of expectation. If we come to the meeting of the body with a ho-hum attitude, that's exactly what we get. Worship, okay, all right, prayer, all right, okay, offering, okay, preaching, that's what we get. Ho-hum, ho-hum, ho-hum. Come on now. But if we come with real belief, real expectation, come on, you believe to see, we, we, we pray around here all the time that we would man, the, the God would be glorified here and God would show up here. Come on, God would speak to you today. Amen. God would speak to me today. God would show up here and we come with expectation to hear from him. Come on. We got to believe we receive when we pray. Amen. That's what Jesus said. He said, when you pray, believe you receive it. You know, the world, of course, seeing is everything, right? Seeing is not believing. No, no. Believing is seeing. <laughs> believing is seeing. Amen? Amen? Come on. What, what, what does Hebrews say? Faith is the substance of things hopeful. hopeful. The substance. When you have real faith, come on, you already got it. Real faith already has the answer. It is the substance of things hoped for. You got it. You're not trying to get it. You got it. The substance you've already believed, you received when you prayed, just as Jesus said, and you got it. <laughs> but you don't see it yet. It doesn't matter. Amen? It doesn't matter that you don't see it. Because you got it. Where did you get it? Come on, in your spirit. You believed with your spirit, man. You actually believed God. You already got it. Amen. Amen. Ooh, come on. That, that changed your life. Come on, that's the word of God. Yes. Believe you receive when you pray. We're, we're believing to see the glory. Yes. And it doesn't matter what we see with these. Come on. We show up here full of faith. We show up here full of expectation. Uh, God's going to show up. Oh, yeah. Every time. Right? We're supposed to be people of faith. We don't need to see anything. We don't need to see it. We, we are faith walkers, right? When, when we must see before believing, what are we? We are rebellious. Who, who can you tell me in the Bible was rebellious when they had to see? Thomas. Who said it? Thomas. Remember Thomas? 
I won't believe until I touch his scars in his hands and touch his side where the, you know, he's pierced. I got to touch him. I got to see him. And then I'm going to believe. Ooh, and Jesus had mercy on him, didn't he? He walked in. Thomas. <laughs> he walked through the wall. Thomas, come here. Come here. You're a doubtful person. You are a doubtful person, but I'm going to let you touch. I'm going to let you touch. Go ahead, touch, touch. Touch. And now Thomas believed. That was rebellion against God. Come on. Rebellion must see before believing. That's rebellion. God asked to believe to see the glory of God. Come on. He said, if you, if he said, he said you're gonna, if you believe, you'll see the glory. He asked us to believe to see the glory. And we don't doubt him. Come on. We don't doubt it. We believe he's going to show up. His glory is going to show up. Amen? Because we know he will show up. <laughs> Come on. When, when faith is high, when faith is high, right, we got, we got, we got great faith. Jesus said to people, right, you, you, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel, right? To the, remember to the man, the, the guard, he said, uh, uh, I'm not worthy for you to come under my house, into my house. Just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And Jesus was shocked. I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. In other words, all the Jews there who knew the word of God had less faith than this Roman. Come on now. That was great faith. His faith was high. His expectations were high. He said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And he didn't have a doubt in that statement at all. And he got it. Did you catch that? He didn't have any doubt in his statement and he got it. I guarantee you when that Roman soldier said, if you speak the word, Jesus, I know my servant will be healed. There was no doubt in that. The only question was, would Jesus say, say it? Would he do it? And we know from the gospels all over the place, Jesus always healed. And Jesus always wanted to heal. Come on. He said, I will. I will, right? Many times, I will be, be cleansed. I will, I will, I will. His will was always good and kind and healing and health for the people. Yeah. And, and, and so the Roman had real faith. He spoke with real faith. Come on. And he got it because he had real faith. His faith was high. His expectations were high. He had the real authentic faith in God. Even though he was a Roman, probably hadn't ever hardly heard the word. But he had faith. And he got it. You getting this? Well, that's a whole teaching on faith right there. Yeah, I could go a long time. <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on. Exodus 40, verse 33. We're, we're, we're covering all these points we've made. And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court gate, so Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Right? What did we say? We said, Moses did what God said, and the glory showed up. <laughs> Another key to see the glory of God in our lives is we got to do our part. When we do what God said, we're going to be filled up with glory. We are the temples of God. Come on. 
When they finished the building the temple, it was filled up with glory. They did what God said to do. We got to get rid of the mentality that we don't have to do what God said anymore. Well, you know, it just doesn't matter. No, it matters greatly. Come on now. We're supposed to obey God still. Right? Amen? Amen. God's still asking his people to do what he said. And I'll tell you what, the glory of God will show up for the doers. Amen. <laughs> Let's look at Luke 24 again. Luke 24, 13, the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened as they talked and discussed these things with each other. Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. And remember, this is the road to Emmaus. This is after the resurrection of Jesus. These two men were talking about the resurrection. They were talking about what had happened. They were talking about the glory of God being revealed through Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. And as they talked about Jesus, he shows up on the scene. Come on now. Jesus shows up when we're talking about him. That's another key to the manifest presence of God. We talk about Jesus. We talk about the resurrection of Jesus. Come on. We, we talk about that, uh, not just on Easter. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Right. Last week, Easter, uh, people, we got, we got the C and E's. They show up on Christmas and Easter. No, we, we, we talk about Jesus all the time. Why? Because our life revolves around Jesus. Amen. Just as we said last week, we, we revolve around the sun. Just as the earth revolves around the S-U-N, we will revolve around the S-O-N. Our life revolves around the Son, the Son of the living God. So we talk about Jesus. We talk about the manifestation of God's glory. We talk about the glory. We say glory in our temple. Glory. Right? We, we, that, we say glory. That's, that's in Psalm 29.9. The people said glory in the temple. And we had we that whole service where we spoke, right? We speak. You start talking about Jesus, you start talking about the resurrection, you start talking about how good he is, you start talking about your God, you start talking about it all, you start talking about whoo, the miracles of Jesus, you start talking about the writings of Paul, you start just talking about the word of God and guess who's showing up? Jesus is showing up. Come on, he's gonna go where people are talking about him. Come on, he's like, whoo, these people want me. God's looking for people that want him. Yes. Right? We sang this morning, nothing else. Nothing else will do. God's looking for people that actually want him. Yes. Come on. And when we're talking about him, we're getting excited about him. He's like, ooh, these people love me. Yeah. That's, that's good. These people really love me. Come on. He's looking for people that actually love him. Amen. And he'll show up where people love him. Ooh, he will show up. Ooh, come on. He will show up where people love him. And they're talking about him. They're talking about his goodness and kindness. Come on. He's going to show up. Amen. That was another key to the manifest presence of God. Hope you're getting all those. <laughs> Let's look at John 2, 15. This is, this is actually, we talked about last week, talking about uh, when Jesus went to the temple with the whip. And I just pulled out one verse out of there. 
But you know the story. He went into the temple. He, he, he had a whip and he drove out all the, the people who were, who were selling the, the, the doves and the pigeons and they were cheating the people. It was just a mess. Come on now. John 2.15, he made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. Right? He drove the corruption out. In fact, he even drove the people out with a whip. And what did we talk about last week? Anybody remember? Oh, I heard it. I heard it. Zeal. Zeal. Come on. If you want the manifest presence of God to show up in your life, you're going to have to have zeal for him. You're going to have to have zeal. Amen. Jesus had real zeal for God's things. We talked about Phineas who, who, who couldn't put up with the idolatry and fornication and he shoved a javelin through the two, the adulterers, the fornicators, right? He shoved it in the Old Testament. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. He shoved a javelin through two people. They're standing there. He goes, dead. Get out of here. Why? Because he had zeal for God and he, he, he's like, you can't be doing this in my camp because we serve God here. Now, we're not going to do that. Amen. Amen. We're not going to do that. But that showed great zeal. And we got to have real zeal for God's things. Amen. Passionate zeal. Fervent love for God's house. Come on. Intensity in pursuing him. We got to have real fervency in pursuing God. That, come on. Zeal for God is essential if we want the manifest presence of God. Because that goes back to ho-hum. If we come, we come to the meeting, we're ho-hum, we don't have any zeal. Because God's looking for some people with some zeal to show up. Ooh, he likes zeal for him. Amen? And that's putting him first. That's, that's excited. Don't you love people excited about God? <laughs> We've had a lot of people mad at us around here for being excited about God. It's like, you don't... You don't like the fact that we take a lap around the church and we get excited. We dance for God. Come on. We shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You don't like that? Too bad. As Lonnie would say and Lori. Now they're, they're married so they can say it together. <laughs> Too bad. Come on now. Zeal. You got to have zeal. Oh, I just thought of this. What about David who danced in his underwear? He's so happy the ark's coming back. He's so happy. Woo! 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 Come on. Yeah, he, he's out there in his unders. He's so excited. And he has zeal. That is, that's some zeal right there, right? That's some zeal. And his wife, what does his wife say? You fool. You're the king. Who? How dare you act like that? You're the king. What are you doing out there in the underwears dancing around? He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Why? Because he had zeal for God, right? You ain't seen nothing yet around here. Amen? You ain't seen nothing yet. We ain't got started yet. <laughs> oh my. I've just been so astounded over the years. It's like, Really? You don't like we're not we're zealous for God? Ooh, I'm sorry. That, you'll have to go on your way. Come on now. 
I tell you what, this church is not going to be ho-hum. You want ho-hum, go on down the road because this is is not going to be ho-hum here. Come on now. We are going to be excited about God. We are going to jump for God. We are going to sing loud for God. Come on now. We are going to dance for God. It doesn't have to happen every minute of every service. Amen. But I tell you what, we are going to be people that live our lives like that. And even not only in church, but in our bedroom. Amen. Come on now. In our bedroom, in our office, in our car, we're like, woo, praise God, praise God, woo, glory, 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 hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Woo, you are good to me. Oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad I'm in your family, woo. Come on, we got to have some zeal for the king. Those are the people that are going to be with us in heaven, amen. The lukewarm, Jesus said himself, they're not going to be there, they're going to be spit out. Come on now. The zealous ones are going to be there because forever and ever, we're going to be like that forever. I feel sorry that the people won't get in now because that's forever. That's what we do forever. Worship at the feet of Jesus. Dance for Jesus. Shout unto Jesus. Give glory to God. Come on. I can imagine we'll be saying glory in the temple a lot. Glory. 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 Glory, glory. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you can't measure years in eternity, but you know, let's say 20,000 years goes by. We're like, glory, glory, glory. And God's, God's, God's glory just gets stronger and stronger and his presence gets stronger. And we're just like, oh. <laughs> Come on now. I, I don't know how that ever ends, right? How does that ever end when you're in heaven, when you're in eternity? And you're glory to God, glory, glory, glory. And his presence is so, whoo. He must, he must have to back off a bit at some point, right? Or we do it for all eternity. That'd be fine, that'd be fine, right? We're just like glory, glory. Well, remember, remember the elders around the throne cry. Uh, well, the, 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 the mystery spirits are in heaven going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they never cease. Never cease. Never cease. We can't imagine that in the flesh because our flesh gets so tired, right? You got two hours of church, people are like, man, I'm tired. I'm worn out. No. In heaven, come on. It's forever. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And they say it again. And they say, they're saying it right now. Forever. Don't you like just, see, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about eternity. We're talking about eternal things. Guess what? And if you sense it, God's presence is right here. He's manifesting himself right here. Because we're talking about his things. We're talking about things he cares about. Come on now. We're talking about things that are eternal forever. And he loves it. Yes. He loves it. We're talking about his word. which we're, That means we're talking about truth. Woo. Come on, these are eternal things we're talking about. And God's showing up right now. Yes, amen. Where were we? I don't even know. <laughs> holy, holy, holy. Right, amen. I think we were going to John 17, 4. Did I say it? I don't remember. John 17, 4. We're going. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now, this is a part of a prayer of Jesus. You can read the whole prayer later. Amen. Amen. But 
but this part of this prayer has been recorded for us. This is just a little bit of it, right? But we can learn many things from the prayers of Jesus. Amen? Many things we can learn from the prayers of Jesus because he, he knew what he was doing. Amen. <laughs> but notice here that Jesus glorified God by his works. He finished the work. I glorified you on earth. I have finished the work. Did you catch it? Jesus did things on earth that glorified God. Jesus did things on earth that were manifestations of glory. That's the title today, Manifestations of Glory. The works of God glorify God. Did you know creation glorifies God? Yes. Creation glorifies God. It's a work of God. It's a work of God. It glorifies God, right? People all over this world are looking at the glory of God right now. They are. Romans 1 tells us everyone is without excuse because the creation alone declares the glory of God. Romans 1. Creation alone declares the glory of God. Alone. Many people don't realize they're, they're seeing God right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're without excuse because they're surrounded by glory. Hallelujah. Right? God has shown his glory in his creation. We're one of them. We're one of them, right? Our bodies reveal the glory of God. Oh, yeah. Just stare at your body for a while and go, whoa. Come on. This, this body reveals the glory. Now, we know we're, we're, we've, we're, we're in a bad state right now because we don't have our glorified body again like Adam had. We're going to get that back in the end. But, but we still declare the glory of God just with our bodies. Hello? How God made us to be is amazing. We could go a long ways down that path. But the, the, the body declares the glory of God. The, the, the trees declare the glory of God. Come on. Just, just, I was talking with someone the other day. Yeah, Casey. I was talking with Casey and we were staring at a tree and we were talking about the glory of God. Come on. And God's glory was showing up because we we're talking about the glory of God. We we're talking about the presence of God. We we're talking about the manifest presence of God. We we're talking about trees. Hello? Because I said, look at this tree right here. This is amazing. He's like, yeah, it is amazing. Look at that. I said, look at this tree. One tree is amazing. And we, 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 we make so many things out of that one tree. We could make all kinds of things out of that one tree. But right there, it's sitting there declaring the glory of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Of course, the moon. Ooh, wow. Shows the glory of God. The sun shows the glory of God. All the stars, right, that, that, that we see when, when you go out here at night and we have a clear sky, which right, right we definitely don't. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love to go out there and see God's stars that he made. Come on. Now the world's turned it in all kinds of weird things, right? Whatever you call those signs they call them, I don't remember. The sign thing. Astrology, yeah. Astronomy is fine. Astronomy is the study of the sky. Where, where are the stars? I want to know where the stars are. Astrology is good. Because <laughs> God created all that. Yeah. Come on now. God created those stars up there and they're declaring the glory of God as they shine. Come on. What am I saying? I'm saying God's creation is glorifying him right now and everyone is without excuse. 
God's glory is being revealed right now in the earth right now. Right? Like we said, we don't have to see anything. We don't have to see a glory cloud in the spirit, right? We don't have to see cloven tongues of fires in the book of Acts. Now, if that shows up, praise God. Right? They actually saw flames of fire on their heads. Can you imagine looking over at James and going, James, you got fire on your head. James, Peter, you got fire, you got fire. John, fire, fire. It was fire in the spirit realm. It didn't burn them, right? Just as the burning bush. That was a manifestation of glory. But we don't have to see that. Amen. God's glory is very evident for anybody who wants to see it. Because it's right there. Manifestations of glory. That's what we're talking about. Look at John 2.11. This is the uh, water turned into wine. John 2.11 Right after, right after he turned the water into wine, it says this beginning of signs, remember the first miracle, right, of Jesus. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory. Manifestations of glory. Manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. And so this is right after turning the water into wine. And this was a manifestation of glory. This was, a, this was a, a miracle, of course, but this notice it was a provisional miracle. They had a need, right? We're out of wine. We're out. Help, help, help. Mary said, just do what Jesus says. <laughs> and Jesus said, it's not my time yet. I guess he heard from God because it was his time. <laughs> Amen. He found out it was his time. And so what happened? God met this need in abundance. And not only in abundance, he met it with top quality. Remember? He said, the, the guy tasted the wine. He said, I've never, usually everybody saves the, the, the bad wine for last, but you saved the best. Right? God made the best. God makes abundance. God makes the best. Amen. This was a manifestation of the glory of God. This was a provisional miracle. And we're talking about manifestations of glory. This was a manifestation of glory and it was provisional. So what am I saying? God's glory can be seen in provision. Thank you for those two amens. When God meets our needs, come on, we are seeing God's glory revealed. Come on, I can tell you many, 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 many stories. But when we came to Owako to pastor here, we, we, was a, that's a whole miracle in itself. But the fact we came, we had left Iowa. We had no income. And we're here. <laughs> here we are. And, and, and the, we, we transitioned with the pastor. That's a long, long story. I can't go into every part of it. As I do with many stories, I pull out one part because one story, I could take a couple hours to tell it. But we were transitioning with the former pastor here and, and I, I, was, I had just met this one minister that I just loved and, and, and I just met him for the first time personally at, at a conference in, in Cana Beach. And 
I was so happy to meet him, so happy to get to know him. And so we actually said, hey, you, we, we want to just show you around the place because he's, he's from Louisiana. So it's like to show him out there. It's like, this is a cool place here. We live in a cool place right here. This is cool, right? Louisiana, hot, humid, and ooh. You're, who's been to Louisiana? Nobody? Oh, I've been there. Ooh. Ooh. Hot and humid. And so is Iowa. Ooh. You guys don't know how blessed you are to live here. I hope you know how blessed you are to live here. Hello. Come on. So we were talking with him. We, we, we took him out the next day after the, the service. Not in the morning, but the, we, we had the service at night. The next day, uh, he was headed out, but he, he allowed us to take him around and show him around. So we're actually showing him around. We're up at Cape Disappointment, showing him the beautiful lighthouse up there. And on the beautiful view, we're actually looking out over the, the bar right there with the Columbia River flowing into the Pacific Ocean. I mean, ooh, what a beautiful place we live in. Amen. Beautiful. So we're up there seeing this. The sun is setting and we're up there talking about everything that's been happening, about what God has been doing in our lives. And we're talking about talking about God. Amen. Talking about Jesus, talking about godly things. Come on now. And he, he, we're just telling him what's happening. And he turns to me and he says, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month for the next six months. What I say, Glory. The glory of God showed up right there. And we danced out there at Cape Disappointment with them, him and his wife. Hello. Then, remember, this is, we're here. If you, if you all have bills, and I know you do, you got to actually pay the bills, right? Can God show up, his glory show up in a manifestation, a provisional miracle? Yes, he can. And he will. And we're getting there. We're getting there. So now I'm here. I'm talking with my pastor and the former pastor in the office. We're just talking about what's happening. We're talking about this, this amazing miracle that is happening for us to come here by a word of God, to us to show up here. It was just amazing. It was all just a complete miracle. And, and we're talking about all this. And my pastor turns to me and says, you know what? He doesn't know what else had already happened. He doesn't know the, the other minister, what he had said. He says, he turns to me and says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month for the next six months. Glory. Hallelujah. What am I saying? The provisional miracle. God's glory showed up, manifested. God showed up. Supernatural provision is a manifestation of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Jesus showed us right there. Uh, and I've experienced it many times. It's a, it's a manifestation of glory. I, I, was telling, I was telling David the other day, I, I was back here, barbecue and burgers out here for the youth. This is like, I don't know, three years ago now. I was back here, barbecue and burgers outside that door right there. And I'm just barbecuing burgers. Guy walks around the corner of the building, older guy, about, about, that's about 60, walks up to me, he says, here, here's, a, here's some money. I'm like, huh? It's a wad of cash like this. Here you go. I'm like, hello, who are you? <laughs> hello? He's, I think his name was Bob. I think. And he said, well, I'm leaving town right now. I said, okay. He said, well, I just wanted to bless you. And I want you just do what you need to do with that. That's yours. I said, okay. 
You had anybody walk up to you, give you a wad of cash before? Come on. Provisional miracle. It was like 700 bucks cash, just a wad of it. Come on. God will show up. Come on. God will show up. You believe it? God is good. Amen. He's going to show up as we're doing what he said to do. Right. Don't forget. You still got to do what he said. What were we, what were we doing when we were coming here? We were following the plan of God. Where God guides, he provides. Don't expect to be in the wrong place and show God to show up. Come on now. A lot of people have done that and, and, and shipwrecked because they were not where God called them to be. Come on. We were following the plan of God. We were believing God every step of the way. Remember, that was one of the keys of the manifestation of the glory of God, wasn't it? We got to actually believe to see the glory. We got to believe to see the glory. We were believing God. I mean, we were believing God. I, I can tell you stories. One story I love to tell is we, 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 were, we, were in, we were in our hotel room. We were still in the process of even interviewing with the, the board here and the elders. And we were, we were in this process. We were in a hotel. We weren't even here yet. We were here, but we weren't here. <laughs> we were in a hotel. And, and, and Karn and I had this situation come up about this whole thing happening right here because the devil wanted to destroy this. Hello? And so we prayed on the bed. I remember sitting in that bed with Karn and we prayed to God right there. I won't go into specifics, but we prayed right there. And then we met with the former pastor at McDonald's. And he turned to us and he told us, the, the, he didn't know, but what he said to us, the prayer had been answered right there. Karn and I turned to each other and went, Because 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes, whatever it was, we, we were in bed praying for that. He just told us was just answered. So we were believing God every step. Amen? Amen. We were believing to see the glory. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We were tithers. We had tither rights. You don't know tither. You don't have tither rights. But I, we had tither rights. And God said he will pour out a blessing upon us we don't have room enough to receive. Woo! Glory. Come on now. We, we were doing the plan. We were doing the word. We had zeal. Come on. We had zeal for God's things. In fact, I would say, without a doubt, we are and were completely sold out to God. Completely. Like, Completely. We got no other plans than whatever he says is it. That's it. That is it. There is no plan B. <laughs> there is no plan B. Come on. We had zeal for God's things. Come on. What am I saying? These things we were doing along the path and God showed up. God will show up big for those who will follow his ways. Come on now. And he'll manifest in amazing ways for those who are following his plan, yeah. his ways, his word. Come on now. Don't, 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 don't go do something you're not supposed to do. Come on. So people, well, you know, the, the prophet prophesied over me and he said, he said, I'm going to be a missionary to China. So off I go to China. 
Get to China, fail miserably. No supply. Living in cardboard huts. Why? Because you didn't hear from God. You heard from a prophet. Now, if the prophet agrees with you in your heart, your spirit, wonderful. Amen? It needs to agree. Amen? You need, you need to have it in you, right? I've told, I've told the youth recently a couple times, I said, don't you dare go into ministry unless you're called into ministry. <laughs> you better know it's God's plan because you will be stabbed in the back so many times, very few can make it unless you're called. That's the only way you'll make it. I could tell you dozens and dozens of stories of people that said they love me with all of their heart and two weeks later they stabbed me in the back. Dozens of them. You can't make it in ministry unless you're called. You cannot make it. So I say, you got to get God's plans. You got to follow his plan. You follow his plan. You do what he said to do. God's glory is going to show up in amazing ways. I could, I could tell a lot more stories. But uh, God will show up in amazing ways for those who are following his plan. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look at John 10, 10. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Such a powerful verse. You can learn, you can, you can, man, you can learn so much right here. This one verse. I mean, it's astounding. But John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come, but Jesus said, I have come that they may have life. Have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus wants for us. Amen? Amen. The thief steals, kills, and destroys. And if you look at the context there, I found this out not too long ago. I was like, wait a second. He's talking about false teachers. He's talking about religious Pharisees. He's talking about false teaching. He says, those who have come before me are thieves and robbers. Come on now. So, so this is this is big point to get for your Christian life and my Christian life. Bad teaching kills people. Bad doctrine destroys lives. Come on now, I, I hear Christians all the time. Well, I listen to so and so. I'm like, I guess you like poison. You must really like poison. Filled with junk. Come on now. It destroys and kills. Hello? When you, when you hear from a preacher, God wants you poor, sick, and depressed, you're listening to a thief. A thief and a robber. God is a giver of good things. Amen? And God always wants his children blessed and well supplied. We could go into many verses. I, 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 I just put down a few this morning. I'm like, whoo, glory. Psalm 23, right? What's Psalm 23? How does it start? Give me the start. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Come on now. What's one part of it? My cup overflows. My cup overflows. 
God likes to overflow in our lives. <laughs> Psalm, Psalm, yeah, woo. Psalm 8411. I've had this on my wall for a long time, since I got here, really. I put this up. If you think, if you think God wants to hurt you or take away from you, I'm sorry. You've had bad doctrine. You've listened to a liar. But Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Grace and glory. Woo, glory. glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're like, boy, I wish, I wish I had that. I wish I had a car. But car's a good thing, right? You can't get around much without a car. And you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on up. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Are you walking uprightly before the Lord? Yes. Then you can claim that promise right there. Amen. Hello? No good, no good thing will he withhold from me, Father. I'm walking uprightly before you and I know, Father. I know, Father, you're going to meet that need in my life. Hello? Our God supplies good. Our God is a good supplier. Amen. I just thought of this. I was, I have a missionary friend in uh, Kenya. Yes, Kenya. <laughs> and he put on something the other day. He's been over there preaching the gospel for, for years now. And he put a picture of the parking lot filled with cars. You say, why in the world would he do that? At the Bible school that he, he teaches it. He said, when I got here, this parking lot was full of bikes. Full of bicycles. And he taught them the word that God is good and wants to bless you and supply your need. And they believed it and they received and they have cars now. Amen. And the parking lot of the Bible school is filled with cars. Wow. Oh, so all of their friends are like, how'd you get a car? What are they going to say? I've been serving the Lord and doing his will and following after him and reading his word and studying after him and following Jesus. And he supplied me a car. Manifestation of glory. Provisional miracles. Come on now. Philippians 4.19. What does that say? Come on. Someone knows that one. Paige, you know that one. Philippians 4.19. No, no, that's 4.13. Come on. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Is God running out of anything? No. He's got gold on the streets. I think, I think he's okay. Yeah. So my God will supply everything I need. Everything. I love, I love the story of the Jesus with the donkey. You know, he, he's like, boys. Prophecy, you know, he didn't say this, but prophecy says I need to ride in Jerusalem on a donkey. We don't have a donkey right now. So just go over there and ask that gentleman for his donkey and we'll use that. Yeah. Disciples are like, okay, you're the man, you're the man. <laughs> Come on. And they use the donkey. Provisional miracle, God's glory manifested. Amen. You say, well, I don't have that right now. Come on. 
Believe God. Trust God. God will show up in amazing ways as we're doing what he said. Matthew 6, 33. See? You first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What was he talking about? Things. He had just got done talking about how the clothes and the food and everything you need. He said, it's all going to be supplied if you just seek me. Not that you don't work, amen. But God will lead you to the right thing. The right supply. Come on up. We're, we're here doing God's will. God will supply. Because we're in his plan. And we're seeking him first. And his way. That's right. When you're seeking God's righteousness, you're seeking his way. What's the theme song of hell? I did it my way. What's the theme song of heaven? I did it God's way. Come on. We're seeking his way, his righteousness, and God himself said, I will show up and meet every need. Amen. Glory. Glory. <laughs> you get in today? We're about half done now. Romans 8.32. What does that say? Come on. Oh, 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 oh. I, I got to quote exact. I don't want to misquote it. Romans 8.32. Come on. This is a power verse here. This is power verse. There's so many power verses. You know, Paige was asking me. Oh, Paige, Paige, Paige. She made the mistake of texting me a couple days ago and said, what is your favorite verse? I was like, wow. So what happened? Verse, 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 verse. She's like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Come on, this is one of them right here, Romans 8, 32. This is one of them. Where'd it go, where'd it go? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hello? <laughs> you need something in your life? There's a promise of God for you right there. Come on now. God, you delivered Jesus for me. You said, if you, the word says you delivered up Jesus for me, how shall you not freely give me all things? So thank you, Father. I have this need in my life. I'm asking you, whatever you're, whatever you're believing for, believe God for it. Ask him for it. He said, come to me. He said, make petitions of me with thanksgiving. Amen, Philippians. He said, make the petition of me with thanksgiving and you'll have it. So you make the petition based on the word of God. Amen. Our petitions are always based in the word. That's why we started. We, we started with the word and the spirit. You got to have the word. You got to know what God said. If you know what God said, you can believe him for it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Why? Because 1 John says, we know he heard us. And if we know he heard us, uh, we will have what we asked for. Because we've asked according to his will. Don't go against God's will. Amen. Find out what his will is. <laughs> Find out what his will is and, and say, Father, you said it. 
You said that. So I'm going with what you said over what anybody says. I don't care who says it. I don't either. <laughs> My kids know. I don't care what anybody says. I care what this says. I've thrown out many Christian books because they're poison. Poison. No, I'll go right here. I like Smith. Smith, Smith. Smith Wigglesworth, come on. He would only read the Bible. He always had a Bible on him, always. Come on. And one of the most powerful men to walk the earth. Come on, because he, he actually believed the word. He got in the word. He found out what the word said. He believed the word. Come on, he acted on the word by faith. He acted on the word and he got results. He got serious results, right? Serious results. I'm talking about someone who threw people against the walls and raised them from the dead. I'm talking about someone who punched people in the stomach to get them healed of stomach cancer. You better be following the spirit. You start punching people in the stomach. <laughs> Come on now. But what am I saying here? I'm saying all kinds of things, but I, I'm saying... He freely gives us all things. God wants us to be blessed. Saints, amen. He wanted all those Kenyan Bible school students to have a car, not to drive their bike. He blessed them mightily. Freely give us all things. Father, I'm sure they went to, I'm sure many of them went to God. Father, you said, you said, you freely give us all things. I need a car. I need a car. Biking, biking here takes me five hours every day to get to school. I can drive here in an hour. That's a need right there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That'll save you some time right there. You, come on, us Americans don't know how blessed we are to be able to drive a car down the road, come on, and, and go to the store in two minutes. Do all kinds of things with our cars. We are blessed. Yes. Amen. What's Psalm 3410? Let's, let's, oh, there's another good one. I, I, I wrote these down this morning. I was just, I was getting excited. I, of course, I could have kept going, right? But, you know, at some point, at some point, you know, you, you know at some point, you got to go on to something else, right? No, we can just stay all day. That's fine. Look at this. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Psalm 3410. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Did you hear that? That goes right with every verse we just read. Especially Matthew 6, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. Those who seek the Lord, hello, will lack no good thing. What am I trying to tell us right now? I'm trying to say God is a provisional God. And he will show up with his glory and provision. And you'll turn and you'll say, glory, like I did. Amen. Jesus came for us to have abundant life, John 10, 10, right? Not, not destroy, not kill, nope, 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 not steal, nope, 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 nope. I'm so tired of Christians who blame God for things. It's like, no, no, take your, take your blame somewhere else. Don't, 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 don't spread your poison around here. Take your blame somewhere else. God is not a poisoner. God is a blesser, amen? And God wants to bless, bless, and bless again. It's so obvious. I don't know why people get confused, but if you've had kids... Oh, I just want to hurt my child. No, never. What does God want to do? Bless his kids all the time. 
He does ask us to do something, though. He said, walk uprightly, right? He said, seek me. He said it. We read it. And he said, I'll supply everything. Come on up. Jesus came to give us too much. (laughs) Too much joy, too much peace, too much life. Too much of everything. Come on, God is a too much God, right? When, when we were, like those, those miracles right there, where, where, where God's showing up in these gl- you know, glory manifestations, a thousand bucks for six months, glory, glory, right? Too much, that's too much, God, that's too much. He said, it wasn't too much for him, was it? It's not too much. It's not, it's not, it's nothing. It's nothing. God, God's a too much God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about manifestations of glory. And God has manifested in our lives many different areas, right? And people can see it in our lives if, if they choose to see it. Amen? People can see the glory of God revealed in our lives if, if they'll look. <laughs> For example, I'll give you an example. Uh, our godly kids reveal the glory of God. Amen? Godly kids reveal the glory of God. When our kids are serving God, that's a manifestation of glory. When our kids are loving God with all their hearts, that's a manifestation of glory. And people can see it if they, if they want to. <laughs> God is being revealed in godly children. Not ungodly, godly. Amen? I'll give you an example. <laughs> we, we, we've had, we had, we had a couple here, and, and, and they, were, they, were, they were enamored with us and our family and praised our family all the time. I've never seen a family serve God like this. I've never served, a, I've never seen this. I've never seen this. What was that? What were they seeing? The glory. They were seeing the glory of God revealed and they were just like, "Woo! I've never seen this. Praise God. Amen. The glory goes to God. It was, but it was the glory of God was being revealed and they saw it. They what happened? They got offended. Cause I taught on healing. I taught on tongues. Well, no, but they saw the glory and they saw it. They rejected it later, but they saw it. Oh, I was just saying, this other guy. This is like back when we first got here. He, 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 he said, oh, he loved us. He said, I've never been in a church like this. This is the greatest church in the history of the world. Your family is amazing. We lo- I love, it was just a single, I love you. Oh, you guys, I, every time I walk in here, the love of God is so strong. I just love this place. He saw the glory of God being revealed. I taught on speaking in tongues. He left the church and said, I'll never be back. I said, I taught from the Bible. Obviously, you don't care about that. What am I saying? There are, there are, there are manifestations of glory all the time. Godly kids being one of them. Godly families being one of them. That's a manifestation of glory. Healthy bodies reveal the glory of God. Amen. Who? 
when our co-worker is sick every two weeks? <laughs> You're out sick again. He's out sick again. He's out sick again. We haven't taken a sick day in three years. That's the glory of God being revealed. Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. When we get prayed for a church and we get healed of cancer. Come on. And we go tell our friends, yeah, they said, well, you had cancer. Yep, I did. We got a couple right here, got healed of cancer. Yeah, I did. I, if I, I, I did have cancer, but we, 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 we believe the word. And the word says, call the elders of church, anoint them with oil, and then they'll lay, they lay hands on the sick, and, and the prayer of faith will be made, and they, they will be raised up by the Lord. And so we believe that, we did that, and yeah, we're healed. That's the glory of God being revealed. They can go to the friends and tell them that. Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean they'll receive it. We know that. I, I've told the story of how we got here to several people in the community. I mean, it's absolute miracle. It's, it's undeniable miracle. There's so many parts of it that are miracle, miracle, miracle. There's like 10 miracles, 15 miracles in one miracle. I mean, it was just, it was astounding. I was, I was just like, too much, God. <laughs> Come on. So I tell some people in the community, and, and you tell them this huge, long story, and, and miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, 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 miracle. And they just stare at you like, huh? Well, have a good day. We'll see you later. You're like, you obviously don't want to see the glory of God revealed. You have no interest in that. Come on. And there's millions of people who have no interest in it, right? No interest at all. And they won't see it. Why? Because they have no zeal. They have no belief. Well, we just all talk about it here. All our points again. They had no zeal for God. They have no belief in God. They, they don't see it. They won't see the manifestation of glory. Come on. Unless they're open. Come on. Our strong marriages will reveal the glory of God. Amen. When our marriage is strong day in, day out, that's a manifestation of glory. When, when a married couple is serving God together, that's a manifestation of glory. Don told me the other day, I, I, I've been up here on the stage for worship for ever since we got here. So recently I was able to step down, which is great because I'm able to pray more before service. I'm able to spend more time in prayer. And so it's wonderful. But we, I, I come up here and now I get a, I get a stand with Karin and worship together with Karin. And Don said, oh, so wonderful to see you up there with Karin worshiping God. I said, yeah, that's cool. Well, it's a manifestation of glory right there. A married couple serving God, raising their hands. That, that doesn't happen right there very often right there. Just go through, go through your community right here. <laughs> there are not many people, come on, couples serving God together with all of their hearts, serving God. That's a manifestation of glory. God is being revealed in that, right? And remember, this is, this is nothing about me. This is about revealing the glory of God. This is a manifestation of glory. We are just doing our part. Amen? You got to do your part. You got to do your part in all of it. So Karen and I worshiping together, come on, is doing our part. Hello? Serving God together, we're doing our part. And God can reveal his glory. Remember, they finished the temple, they did their part, and God filled the temple with glory. 
This is all tying together, see it? Our abundance will reveal the glory of God, right? When we never pay a bill late, I've never paid a bill late. And I can honestly say that. And I don't take any glory for it. I give the glory to God. He shows up with an abundant supply. That's a manifestation of glory. Amen? When we can help our neighbor, right? Because we have extra. That's a manifestation of glory. You're like, you need that? That bill paid? I got you. I got you. I got you covered. You going to cover my $150 payment for the electric bill? Yeah, I got you covered. It's covered. Glory. 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 Come on. If we're living the lie of the steal, kill, and destroy God, then we say, yeah, I can't help you with that. I don't know if I'm going to pay my electric bill this month. Hello? God is revealed in our supply. God is revealed in our marriages. God is revealed, godly marriages. God is revealed in our divine health. God is revealed in our godly children. Amen? God is revealed in our godly lifestyle. Hello? When we don't have to get drunk to have fun, that reveals the glory. You mean you don't? You don't do that or that or that or that or that or that or that. What do you do? I serve him. Really? Yeah, that's what I do. I serve him. Really? Yeah, that's what I do. I serve him. That's what, that's what you, yeah, that's what I do. That's all I do. Come on. That reveals the glory of God. What was the world? I got, I got to get this. I got to have that. I got to get this drug. I have to get this. I have to get, I got, ah. To have fun. Ooh, the best fun you're going to have serving the Lord. That's the best fun you ever had. When we live our life to serve Jesus, that reveals the glory of God. And the glory of God is being revealed. Manifestations of glory. Come on. Jesus came to give us the abundant life in every area so we could manifest God. Manifest God. All these areas we just talked about. That's a manifestation of God. That's abundant life. Not death. Life. God came to give life. God is a life giver. Always life. Not death. Life. <laughs> Whew. What are you saying today, PB? Well, what are you saying? I'm saying we need to manifest the glory of God in our lives. The world needs to see the glory of God manifested. Through God's children. Amen. We manifest God's glory to the world. How do we, ooh, this is big, this is big. How do we manifest the glory of God? If, if you've been listening real carefully, you'll get the answer right. But if you haven't, then you won't get the answer right. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, 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 do what he wants you to do, which I was going to say, submit to God. How do we actually manifest the glory of God? We actually submit to him. 
Mm. We follow his way. We follow his word. And when we submit to that, we're going to manifest more glory. Amen. We're going to manifest more glory of God in the earth. Woo! Woo! And that's where many people miss it right there. Oh, man, I've seen it for years. They will not submit to God. They will not do it. They just expect God to show up. They just expect God to be disobedient to, the, to their father. Come on. Disobedient to God. They expect to be disobedient and then just expect God to show up. Yeah. Well, I believe God has mercy many times. Amen. Amen. And he shows up. And, and he has mercy. Amen. Just as he did Thomas, who was doubter. That's why we call him doubting Thomas, right? He showed up. He had mercy on Thomas. He didn't say, Thomas, you don't believe, you're going to hell. Sorry about that, Thomas. No, he said, okay, okay, I'm going to have mercy on here. I'm going to have mercy. Come and touch, come and touch. And then Thomas believed, right? He had mercy. He had mercy. There is mercy. But at some point, God asked his children to grow up. Yes, grow up, right, grow up. That's exactly it, right there. God says, grow up, right? That, we gotta grow up, we can't remain babies. I remember, I remember one minister, mentor of my faith, he, 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 he prayed, he, he got healed. Every, I mean, if he, he had any sickness, he just got healed like that. And he said, my wife, when I met her, she really, you know, she wasn't, uh, she didn't know a lot of these things that I already knew. She didn't know the word well. And so I would pray for her when she got sick and she'd get well just like that. I mean, just boom. And he said he did that for, I don't know what it was, a couple of years or something. He said, she'd say, well, I, I'm not feeling well. He'd pray over, lay hands in her as the Bible says do, amen. And she would be healed. And then one day she came to him and said, I'm just not feeling well cold, whatever. He said, well, uh, uh, he, he prayed over her. And then he, he said, the Lord said, she needs to grow up now. And she didn't get healed when he prayed for her. She had to get in the word for herself and learn the word and get the word on the inside of her and get the word living on the inside of her. Oh boy, we're going somewhere now. Come on now, going back to those points we just made. We need to feed on God's healing word. Again, people just expect God to show up. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> Who can quote me five Verses about healing in the Bible. Who can quote me three? Hey, we got three verses about healing. Two. Sarah. Good. That's okay. Good. Romans 8.32. Very good one. 
Spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes I was healed. Come on. Matthew 8.17, he, he bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. He took my infirmities, took my sicknesses upon himself. Amen. Exodus 15.26, I am the Lord God that heals thee. Psalm 103.3, I forgive all your iniquities and I heal all of your diseases. Psalm 91.16, with long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Are we seeing something right there? We want to manifest God's glory, but we don't even know a few of these. So how can we be doers of his word when we don't know what he said? Come on up. Bug, we squish him. Come on. How about that? We, we, we got to have God's word living on the inside, right? We can't expect to just keep plugging along and hoping and wishing. We got to actually know what God said. I told you before, not too long ago, uh, the woman uh, minister, she was healed of cancer and she now feeds on like 50 healing scriptures every single day of her life. So she puts it in her. She gets it alive in her. She gets it alive on the inside of her and she manifests the glory of God. Because she's doing her part. She's doing her part, right? What about, what about our kids? Ooh. My kids are just going to turn out godly and wonderful. You better be teaching your kids godly things and godly ways in the word of God. Do not expect your kids to just grow up to be godly. Hello? This is where many people miss it, right here. They, they just expect God to show up. They just expect their kids to serve God. They just expect God to heal them. They won't do anything that God said to do. Did God tell us to raise our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Yes. Did God say discipline your children? Yes. Come on now. Our kids, our kids are only godly because we kept showing them the way. Now they still have to choose. Amen. Everybody has to choose. You have to choose. Everybody has to choose. If they're really going to serve God. But if we want, see, this is what I'm saying. If we want the manifestation of glory, the manifestation of glory of our godly kids, you better be doing something about it. Yeah. If you want the manifestation of God's health in your body, divine healing in your body, divine health in your body, you better be doing something about it. Yeah. You got to be able to stand on something. And the only thing to really stand on is right here. You can't stand on anything else. There's nothing else firm. Everything else is sand. Jesus said it. You got to stand on my word. And when you stand on the word, you're on the right foundation. You're on the strong foundation. Come on. You're not on sand when you're on here. Yeah. Everything else is going down. So we got to know this if we're going to manifest the glory of God. Amen. What about our marriage? We talked about glorifying God in our marriage. Well, are we living out God's design for marriage? Are we doing what we feel is right? God's design is that we love one another. We serve one another. We help 
one another. We love one another. Hello? If we aren't doing that, we're not living out God's design. And we're not going to manifest the glory of God in our marriage. Not going to happen. All these things aren't going to happen, right? Unless we do our part. Come on now. Tithing. You tithe, you reap a harvest. It's God's word. And you'll have abundance. As he said, he said, I'll pour out a blessing upon you. You don't have room enough to receive. God said it right in here. Jesus said to keep tithing. We just read it today. <laughs> come on. Harvests don't come without sowing. Paul made it very clear. He said, you sow generously, you reap generously. You sow uh, sparingly, you reap sparingly. When he was talking about being generous. People just expect God to show up, right? As I was telling the story of all the miracles in our life, uh, of financial miracles, that's just one type of miracle, provisional miracle. I know I have tithe the rights. Hello? So I can go to God and tell him, your word says this. Hello? You ever go to God and tell him your word says this? You better. That's all he had to stand on. That's it. God, your word says that if I bring the tithe into the storehouse, you will pour out a blessing upon Malachi 3. You'll pour out a blessing upon me. I don't have room enough to receive and you'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. So I thank you, Father, you're supplying every need in abundant supply and you're actually even rebuking the devourer out of my fields. So I have an abundance because I have tither rights. Hallelujah. See, if we don't actually put the word in, we aren't going to manifest the glory. Hello? Come on, we got to stop sinning to live a godly lifestyle, amen? Yeah, amen. To be a vessel of honor. We talk about all the time. Paul's, Paul said you got you to stop the iniquity. You got to lay aside the iniquity to be a vessel of honor for God. If we don't lay aside the iniquity, we aren't going to be a vessel of God, a vessel of honor for God, which means we aren't going to reveal the glory of God. God calls us to stop sinning. Jesus said, go and sin no more. Right? Don't expect to just disobey God over the place and see his manifested glory. It doesn't work that way. Hello? We do our part in the body, amen? We got to do our part so we find God's plan. What are we called to do in the body? Serve one another. Love one another. Hello? Do our part in the body. Love our brothers and sisters. So don't expect to disobey God and see God's glory manifested. You see, I'm just painting a picture. When we do things God's way, the way he said to do them, God's going to be manifested. God's glory is going to be manifested through our lives. Through whatever it is. Kids. Godly marriage. Come on. Provisional supply. Whatever it is, God's glory is going to be manifest in our lives as we're doing what he said and we'll be the witness that we're called to be. That's why, that's why this is all tying back into authentic faith series, remember? We cannot be fake Christians and expect to manifest glory. It doesn't work. We've got to be the real deal. The real deal manifests the glory of God. The real deal has manifestations of glory. It, we we want to be real, amen? amen? 
You're here because you want to be real, amen? You want to be real. You want to be a real disciple. We say it all the time. We're, we're making disciples, as Jesus said. We're not playing fluffy church here. We are making real disciples. If you want to be a real disciple, you're in the right place because we want to actually do it. We want to get it done for Jesus and we want to manifest his glory. Amen. And when we're manifesting his glory, come on, people with an open heart will see it. I told you a few stories here. People saw it. People saw the glory. They're like, I've never seen this. I've never seen this. I've never seen this. And they saw the glory of God. And then offense, the bait of Satan, you know, that's one of the books John Bevere wrote, the bait of Satan, it's all about offense. People get offended and they lose, they lose everything. They lose everything. They lose the whole plan of God for their lives because they're offended. They lose everything. Sad. It happens all the time. Come on now. Whew. But people with an open heart are going to want it. They're going to want what we have because they're like, well, I've never seen this before. Oh, wait a second. You mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because <laughs> if they have an open heart, they hear all of these things and they see all of these things and they're like, I want that. I want that. Come on. I want that godly marriage. I want those godly kids. I want, I want those provisional miracles. I, I, want, I want a godly life. I want, I, want to be man, I want to manifest the glory of God out of my life. I want it. Amen. Come on. So our job is to manifest his glory. But we cannot expect to manifest his glory if we won't grow up. Amen? We, we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to submit, right? Submit. We're talking about submission. We got to do what God said to do. There is not a better life than submitting to, the, to our Father. There is not a better life that you cannot find it. You will not find it. I'll just let you know right now, you could keep searching and searching for the rest of your life, but you're never going to find a better thing than submitting to God. It will not happen. There is nothing better than submission to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There is nothing better. It cannot be. There is nothing better than that because he is our creator. He has called us to be in fellowship with him. He has called us to do his will forever. He has called us into his family forever. And that's why I say all the time, Christians are to be submitted fully to the Lord. That's why he's the Lord. You have so many Christians who don't want to do what the Lord says. You're like, well, he's not your Lord. Amen? He, don't, 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 you can't fool me. <laughs> Come on now. The people that are zealous for God's word, zealous for God, want to do anything he says to do, I found a true lover of God. Amen. I found a true lover of my father. I've tried to, come on. I like to be around. Don't you like to be around true lovers of God? Woo. Woo. That's fun, right? That's fun. That's fun. There is no higher calling than being submitted to God. There is no higher calling. Come on. Are you submitted to God today? Come on. If you know somewhere in your, in your heart, you've said, well, I need to submit in that area, right? Whatever that area that came up in your heart, I need to submit in that area. What do you do? You repent. 
The life of a Christian should be full of repentance. People say, I repented 52 years ago when I got saved. No, no, we should be repenting all the time. Anytime we see anything that we did against God's ways, we say, I repent, Father, I repent. I, I, that's no, no, I, that, forgive me for that. That is ugly. I don't want to, uh, mm, uh, 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 uh. Come on now. We repent and make the change, amen? We do what he said. We do what he said. It's really simple, right? I know it's hard, but it's simple. But we have to make the change. Whatever it is, right? Whatever that change is, if you need to make a change, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, make the change. And I guarantee you, (laughs) I can guarantee you because I'm basing it right here. If you will make the change and submit to God, you are going to be so happy. You are going to be so happy. And, And it may not feel good in the beginning. It may. Well, I'll give you an example. When we went to Iowa for ministry, it did not feel great. Right? But when you submit to God and you just do what he says to do, you're going to be so happy in the end. You're going to be so happy in the end that you did God's will. You're going to hear well done. That's right. You're going to hear well, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're going to be so happy. Right? But Jesus said what Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Right? We lay aside our will for his will. That's the only way to do it. And that's the only way to manifest the glory of God in your life, in my life. That's the only way. That is the only way. Submission to him, complete submission to him. That's why Jesus, it's John said, if the books were, books were written that what Jesus did, it would fill the whole world. What is that? Manifestations of glory. You could call that, you could call that book, the manifestations of glory. Everything that Jesus did and all the miracles that aren't recorded, we have just a tidbit. Just a tidbit of what he did. We just have a few miracles in here. Can you imagine Jesus going through his day and he's performing miracles all day long? Crippled healed, crippled healed, leprous healed, leprous healed, leprous healed, crippled healed, blind healed, blind healed, deaf healed, deaf healed, crippled healed. <laughs> you can see how every, you write down every story of everything that happened. We have like the woman with the issue of blood. That, that alone is an amazing story, right? That takes up a good amount of space, and Jairus, who came, right, and his daughter, and I mean, that is an amazing, amazing miracle, and there's a manifestation of glory, but think of all the ones, and the more, and the more, and that, who that we don't have recorded, I don't know about you, but I, I, want, I want to be in the book of Acts, I believe the book of Acts is still being written, and the, the Acts are still happening, the miracles are still happening, come on now, we, we, it isn't finished, it isn't finished yet, and I want to be there. I want to be in the book of Acts. Come on. And God writes it down. Hallelujah. Why? Because I did his will. Come on. I did my part. I submitted. Are you doing your part? Are you submitted? You're doing what he says to do. Not your will. Come on, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. His will is going to lead you into the perfect place. His will is going to lead you right into blessing. His will is right on. Come on. Even Jesus, people say, yeah, but look, he went to the cross. But look what happened after the cross. (laughs) 
millions of souls his forever, belonging in the family of children of God made all over the place because he was raised from the dead. You could use that in all kinds of examples, but you, sometimes you got to go through the wilderness to get to the promised land. But you always got to keep your eye on the promised land while you're submitted to him. Right? I told you before, I felt called to ministry at 19 when I got saved. It was 22 years when I went into full-time ministry. 22 years! I had to keep my eyes on him. Keep my eyes submitted to him. Come on, keep myself submitted to him. Whatever you want, Father, that's what I want. Whatever you want, whatever you want. Come on, that's the daily life of a Christian, amen? Submitted to the Father. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want, Father? What do you want? Not my will, but your will be done. So sometimes it takes a while you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Psalm 23 also says, right? We go through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Because I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm not camping in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going through. I'm going through. Yeah. Come on now. I'm going through the valley. Mm -hmm. Oh, it looks so scary. Ah, ah. Well, we got our eyes on the wrong thing there, don't we? What did Jesus, when Peter was walking on the water, if he had just kept his eyes on Jesus, he would have walked on the water, kept walking on the water. But he had to look at the storm, and so he began to sink. Yeah. Our job is to keep looking at him, keep doing what he wants to do. Whatever he wants is what we want. And we submit to that, and we manifest the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Saints. Let's be the Christians who truly manifest God's glory. Amen. Not fakeness, not hypocrisy, not religion. Come on, but manifest God. Truly have manifestations of God in our life. Come on, that we can look back on and, and, and tell wonderful testimonies of what God did. It's not that we did it. We give him all the glory, but we did our part. Because if we don't do our part, we're not going to be in the right place at the right time. If I'm not here, if I'm not here where I'm supposed to be right now, come on, I believe I'm supposed to be right here right now with all of my heart, everything in me would say, Vern, you need to be right here, right now. If I go anywhere else, eh. I guarantee you, if I walked out of this church or whatever, you know, I just walked out like I'm, I'm done, right? I'm done. My life would begin spiraling down and the supply would not show up. <laughs> and the miracles, I would be not manifesting the glory. Hello? No, no. I'm going to stay right where I'm supposed to be. You need to stay right where you're supposed to do whatever you're supposed to do. Amen? And you will manifest the glory of God in this earth. And those who are looking, those who want to see it, will see it. And you will be a witness to the world around you. You will be a witness that God is alive. And so may not care, as I told you the story. Have a nice day. Great story. I don't know about you. I want, 
I want to be a manifester of God's glory. I want the real deal. I want the real thing. I don't want fake. I don't want hypocrisy. I want God. I want God to manifest in my life and give him glory through that, right? Amen. We're giving him glory as he manifests. We're giving him the glory. And people are seeing God manifested. Hallelujah. Whoo. Come on. I want to manifest the reality of God. You want that? Come on, tell, tell, tell God right now. Heavenly Father, I want to manifest your glory in the earth. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I am completely yours because I want to be a manifester of your glory so that I can be a witness to this world and win some more souls for your kingdom. Help me do it, Father. Show me your path. Show me your ways. I will do it. I'm all yours. I'm not half in. I'm all in. I'm completely yours, Father. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! You get anything today? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. He's always good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, can we just give praise for a moment here? Thank you, Father. Come on, give some praise from your heart, from your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. Thank you, my Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, that, uh, that we get to be vessels for you. Thank you, Father, we get to be used by you. Thank you, Father. There's no higher calling. There's nothing better than serving you, Father. Ooh, I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, my God. I thank you, my Father. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to our God. Glory to our great God. Glory to our great God. Glory to our Father. Glory to your name forever. Glory to you forever, Father. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. Thank you, Father. You see, I, I, 
I don't want to take any glory. No, 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 no. I don't want to take any glory from my father. I know without him, I deserve hell forever. I know without Jesus, I deserve hell forever. So this was not meant to give me any glory. This was meant to show us a way into the manifest glory of God. Doing the word, doing our part, doing what God said, growing up into the things of God, growing up into a real disciple of God. That's what, that's what you want, right? Got three S's? <laughs> Come on. Come on, I want this church to have the real followers. Come on. Ooh, I met so many down and depressed Christians. I'm like, if you just get in the word, if you just actually get the word on the inside of you, if you just learn what God said, if you just follow what he said, you'll come right out of that. You'll come right out of the addiction. You'll come right out of all of that junk. If you just really submit to this. It's maddening. As a pastor, it's very maddening. It's righteous anger when Christians won't submit to the word of God. But I believe I have some submitters here. Amen who will follow what he said and do what he said and manifest his glory to this dark world that needs God. They don't need flaky Christians. They don't need religious Christians. They need the real deal. The real deal. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus today, you, you have never made Jesus your Lord. Oh, you've gone to church. You've heard about Jesus. You, you've done a lot of religious things. If you have not realized you are a sinner in need of a Savior and confessed him as Lord, you aren't saved. You've got to confess him as Lord. You submit completely to him. You get under his Lordship, which brings you out of the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God. As Colossians says, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Jesus is the only path and the only road. As we say all right here, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through him. Jesus rode is the only way to go into heaven. Jesus Road is the only way into eternity. No one will go into eternity into Father's house without Jesus. Will not happen. Because sin has not been forgiven. Sin has not been washed and God will have no sin in heaven. So if you today, you're here, you're online, you say, I have never confessed Jesus as Lord. I've been religious. I've gone to church. I, 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 I've never understood what Christianity really meant. Giving myself completely to Jesus and making him Lord of my life. Pray this prayer after me right now if that's you. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. Forgive me of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I receive the payment for my sin, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus is alive.
He is seated at your right hand. I believe it right now. And Jesus, you're my Lord, my Savior, my Master forever. I give myself completely to you. Heavenly Father, show me your ways, teach me your ways, and I will walk in them, and I will do them, and I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If that's you today, I always ask if you want to be a fruitful Christian, you want to grow up, you want to start growing up fast, right? I, I believe that's what helped me. These things help me the most. That's why I put them down. That's why they're down here. That's why we talk about them all the time. If you want to be a strong believer, a mature believer, first, as you go out of here, be a witness for Jesus. Be bold for Jesus. Don't be shameful. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. That's not, that's not, a, that's not a real Christian. Come on now. Go be bold for Jesus today. Secondly, devour this. We just talked about that a lot today, right? You got to devour this. You got to know this. You got to know what God said if you want to grow up. Thirdly, be involved in an on-fire church. Don't be part of the lukewarm. Be an on-fire church. The body needs you and you need the body. These are all things that help me tremendously. Grow up. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil steal that from you. Get your tongue and pray in tongues because the Bible says you pray in tongue, you pray mysteries unto God. And Jude said, uh, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Paul said, I pray with the spirit and I pray with the understanding. You should do both. Every Christian should do both. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, such a blessing. Fifth, start serving in the body immediately. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Six, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day. Develop your relationship with the Father. Develop your relationship with Jesus. You can talk to God anytime, amen? Anytime. You can talk to Jesus anytime. You talk to God as much as possible. And seventh, never forget that you belong to Him. He is Master. He is Lord. He is everything. And so you no longer have a life for you. You only have a life for him. Because Jesus said, if you lose your life, you're going to find it. Amen? Amen? I lost my life at age of 19. I lost it. It was gone. But I found the real life. Well, I found real life. I told the youth recently, I said, when I got up from my knees at 19, I knew it was forever. I knew it was forever. I was not going to try on Christianity. If you're trying on Christianity, mm -mm. real Christianity is everything I am is yours. And that's the only way to live real Christianity. Amen? That's the real deal. Give him everything. It's forever. Come on. Heart belonging to him forever soul belongs to him forever. Not that we don't make mistakes. You know, I, don't, I, I like to cover that. Christians, when we mess up, what do we do? We repent. We go to our Father and we say, Father, I messed up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, because he is merciful. Thank God. Thank God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, 
we thank you that you are so good to us. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to deserve your, your goodness and kindness and mercy and grace toward us. You are just that. That is who you are. And we are so glad that you are that God. You are the God that gives life. You are the God that supplies. You are the God that only wants to bless us and lead us into blessing. You are a God that is always good. And so today, Father, we've talked about submitting to you so we will manifest your glory to this world. And Father, I believe that's what we're all gonna do in here. Submit to you, do your will, follow your plans, and see the manifestation of your glory in our lives, in our homes, in our cars, in our workplaces, in our church. We will manifest you to this world. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for using us. I thank you for words from heaven today. As we prayed at the beginning, we believed we received words from heaven. I believe we got them just as we, just as we asked for. And we turn back, Father, as we always do. Say this after me. Father God, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor belongs to our God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.